Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction. Starring Score Baseball Insider Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. It all starts right here, right now on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Good morning and welcome into Inside the Clubhouse right here on 670 to score. This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. I am Matt Spiegel. I'm here in the studio and our man Bruce Levine is out in Arizona where he is locked and loaded for what, Bruce? Four weeks, five weeks, six weeks? What's what's the overall time frame for you out there? Walking in the desert, Matt. You know, that's it. Just going to continue to walk in the desert and cover the Cubs and Sox until uh, May March uh, 26th. That's when uh, the teams uh, start separating for their their away opening days. And uh, the Chicago Cubs will start in Texas. The White Sox will start in Kansas City. We'll be with them until then, doing Inside the Clubhouse every Saturday. And, of course, this week, uh, all of our shows will be lining up here in um, Mesa, Arizona, and uh, broadcasting from Sloan. It's going to be uh, fun to watch them all participate, including Molly and Henley on Thursday. Uh, Sorry, Mully and Haw on Thursday. Yep. Uh, so the other two shows before that, then Mully and Haw there on Thursday. This is uh, should be an interesting week. And and Bruce, you know, we've spent so much time all off season talking about storylines and and big sort of news stories. And even just this past week with Kenny Williams reigniting some Sox anger about Manny Machado, and last week with Addison Russell opening his mouth again. And, and 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 stepping in it as as he sometimes does, uh, but we have actual baseball things happening on fields and some little positional battles and some guys fighting for roster spots. I look forward to talking some real nuts and bolts baseball with you today. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, Matt, um, inside the clubhouse brought to you by Max and Benny's in Northbrook, your home for the best food in Chicagoland. The checklist, the best deli, yes. The best full restaurant, no doubt. The best bakery on the North Shore, indeed. Dinners from 4 to 9 p.m. feature full meals of roast beef, chicken, the freshest whitefish and salmon in the city. Bakery goods to die for includes sugar cookies, mandel bread, home-baked bagels, bialis, rye bread at maxandbennies.com. Private party room and business meeting area. 10 to 150 people accommodated Catering is king at Max and Benny's. Ask for John at MaxandBenny's.com. 30 minutes from downtown, 30 minutes from the Wisconsin border. Love you. Some Max and Benny's 
com in Northbrook. And, indeed, it uh, was a big week here in Arizona, big week in Florida as well as we saw Machado and Harper, Matt, finally signed these huge contracts that were speculated all winter. Let's hear from Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo about those, and then we will indeed move on to some of the baseball news coming out of camp. But this is Chris Bryant first, uh, pumped for his good friend, Bryce Harper. I saw that coming, so I don't know if there's much to really be surprised about. But good for him. I'm super, super pumped for him. Um... He's got some cool guys over there. Our old hitting coach, I know he'll love him. I know I'm going to let him know all about males. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's just nice. To, I bet he's super relieved that it's finally over and that he actually gets to play baseball now. So um, kind of let all this stuff settle before I actually like reach out to him because I know it's got to be crazy for him. But uh, pretty cool to see it finally happen. And he was asked if he regrets that the Cubs were not in it more. Sure, I would have loved to have him here, but you look at the circumstances. I mean, I know that us as a team, we're making a whole lot of money. I mean, you see what's going on around the field and stuff like that, um, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, those guys up, up front are going to be the ones that, um, you know, we have to trust in what they're doing. And honestly, I look around the room. I'm super happy with the people we got here, you know. So I think it's important to kind of be be happy for what we got here rather than what we didn't get. So. Um, I'm happy for Bryce. It's kind of, I'm kind of, I would love to have played with him, but it just didn't work out, and now we're just going to have to beat him. And then this was interesting, Bruce, as you were standing there and heard all this stuff, but this is Chris Bryant talking about 13 years for a free agent. 13, 13 years is a very long time. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think you know, it's something that I would uh, want. I mean, it's you know, a very you know, long time, and he's going to be 39. It's going to be 39. That's crazy. <laughs> 13 years, Bruce. That's a life sentence, isn't it? <laughs> I think that that's the, the, the takeaway I have, Matt, of the, the whole thing. Uh, we heard about, you know, uh, teams being reticent, uh, giving these uh, long-term contracts. There were only actually four or five teams involved out of 30 teams in Major League Baseball, Matt, that – we're interested in either guy. I mean, can you can you think about that for a minute? And then the serious overpay in years is just mind-boggling to me. I just don't – I do not understand why 13 came up. Because from all that all the reporting that's been done and everything I've been able to find, nobody else was going past 10. Yeah, I think in order to get above the 325, the Giancarlo Stanton number, the Phillies – Said, look, we're just going to need a couple more years on the back end, just to, just to protect us. And you know, I, I don't know why you even want those years necessarily, but you can then spread it out, and the average annual value goes down, and it it ends up being kind of manageable the way that's going to look for them on the uh, versus the collective bargaining tax. You and I have jousted up and back about uh, competitive balance tax. Well, that, but yeah. I mean, length of time for contracts, and you know, uh, you know. You went on and, and you know, you, you made a really good case about how, uh, you know, on the back end of these contracts, um, you, you have to be a little, little bit more sure of what you're getting these days. And uh, as it turns out, uh, you know, a 13-year contract is ignoring the fact that this guy will 
probably have had his best years five or six years before this contract ends. Well, you know, it, it's what do you think? And I ask this to baseball fans out there, Bruce. If the Phillies would accept how many years of bad to mediocre Bryce Harper at the back end of this deal? Like if, yeah. they, if well, no, like <laughs> if they get seven great years out of Bryce Harper and they have six years of mediocre to bad Bryce Harper, but they win a couple titles in that first seven, I think they're okay with that. I don't know. I mean, how, how, how are the, what if they don't? What if they don't get those titles? Yeah. Then then they probably won't be okay with that. I mean, how how are the Angels feeling about Albert Pujols at this point? Yeah, well they didn't win. That, no, they, they didn't win. They didn't win. And, and, Philly and, and, and so so that 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 makes it feel a hell of a lot worse. But how are the Tigers feeling? Well, they never I mean they they got to the World Series a few times, but mm-hmm. they uh, but they never won. I mean, you know, again, the ultimate prize is so elusive from the the reality of okay, we're going to spend I mean, I'm sure the Phillies feel that you know what they've done in the off season here made them the favorite in the in the National League East. Not everybody's going to agree. A lot of people are still going to pick Washington, but the reality is is that they've uh, they've done a lot to their team and they're expected to win. If they happen to win 85 or 87 games and miss the playoffs, uh, there's going to be a lot of hell to pay in Philadelphia. And and their their rotation, although good not deep, and their bullpen good but not deep. There's no guarantee they're going to win a World Series. Oh, that's for sure. But they'll just keep adding. They'll keep adding and, and, and keep going, and maybe even in this offseason with some of the remaining free agents. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. And I, I think I'm glad for for one thing, and I'm glad that we're past Machado Harper now and that we can actually talk some baseball with our Cubs and Sox fans out there because uh, it, it just – it was a long winter of uh, concentrating on whether Manny's coming to the White Sox or mm-hmm. not, whether the Cubs, even up until the last week, Matt, the Cubs were still rumored to be in Harper. Even after Tom Ricketts said, we have no money to spend, okay, uh, there were still stories out there, uh, agent rumors about uh, both Chicago teams still being in on Harper. So that's behind us now. And uh, I'm wondering, White Sox fans, how they feel about their team now going forward. Actually looking at some of the youth uh, that is going to be out there, the the Roberts and the Man, uh, Machados, 312-644-6767. Text Matt at 6711. He'll read all that is worthy for the air. Um, before we move on fully, uh, here's Anthony Rizzo on 13 years and – whether he thinks that's good for the game and good for Phillies fans. I think pretty much everyone has a certain timeline of, you know, body willing, God willing, when they want to play till. And Bryce wants to play till he's 39, maybe even more than that. If he's in shape, he loves baseball. So um, the no trade clause, the no opt outs, he's committed to Philly. And that's, I love that. And Phillies fans should love that. One more from Anthony Rizzo on the money uh, that's out there and what it might mean for other guys as the years roll on. We'll see. Uh, there's money. There's money out there. That's for sure. You know, you see the Padres making these signings and the Rockies two years in a row. The Padres two years in a row making big signs like this, and it's it's exciting for guys like Chris and myself that are a couple years away from hopefully diving into some money like that. Well, Chris uh, Bryant will dive into some money like that. Anthony Rizzo, there's a couple team options on the back end of his deal. Bruce, he wouldn't be a free agent, I don't think, until 2022. 
uh, after the team picks up those options, and I don't know how much money will be out there. That's right. Same as same as Bryant. Yeah. Both him and Bryant are free at the same time, Matt. Interesting. So uh, one is will have made uh, uh, nine years and uh, somewhere around um, the total contract would be nine years and right around seventy million dollars for Anthony Rizzo, one of the greatest bargains in baseball history. If you look at uh, the signing back in 2013 and uh, the commitment to the team. And there's nobody out there right now that wants an extension uh, and probably deserves one more than Anthony Rizzo. I mean, if you delve into that for just a second, Matt, mm-hmm. um, you take you take the other side of it and say, hey, you know, we made you a multimillionaire when you had proved nothing. And, um, you know, we allowed you to uh, be the – the guy who we build our franchise around, but uh, is there any reason for the Cubs to renegotiate that thing now when knowing at age 32, Anthony Rizzo uh, will be looking at free agency until then you have him tied up into the, one of the, the uh, best and uh, probably uh, most efficient contracts for a team in history. I don't think they can do that when uh, they've been told now that the money is tight, that the budget is what it is. And uh, they, they've got to figure out what it's going to be from year to year. Um, my contention, Bruce, by the way, is that is that the baseball operations side um, was surprised by the restrictions on them between mm, the end of the season in October and November, the very early November, and then by the time it came time to actually put up or shut up with some of these big deals, I think that they were surprised. Do you agree? I think they were surprised. I thought that uh, I think that they thought that uh, with some convincing, yep. that they would be able to manipulate some things. But the uh, the Cole Hamels thing kind of just threw a monkey wrench into the whole thing. That you know the twenty million that they had to had, had to a do pony it. up. Mm-hmm. That just it changed the whole dynamic. It's huge. It's you know it's it's ten percent of the the whole the whole bill, and it's and you know it's it's only a commitment for a year i mean a lot of money is coming off the books next year but that doesn't yes, help it is. right now you know as you look at the average annual value of harper being 25 right. um even with hamels you know it, could the cubs have afforded to jump into the tax this one year and pay harper that 25 and then when all that money comes off the books next year then you get back under you you think they i think they still believed there was a chance that they could go to ownership and convince them to do that i think mr ricketts projected this uh the payout to uh, bryant to uh, baez to contreras uh to possibly rizzo again and said well if we give this man a 300 million dollar contract uh, we have more accomplished people on our team in Rizzo, who's a more consistent star than Harper. We have Bryant, who arguably will be a more consistent star than Harper. What what do we pay them? How will we pay them without having a $300 million sal- uh, salary uh, base on, on a given year? Well, so, well, and those concerns are more realistic than Kenny Williams talking about worrying about paying the core when you don't exactly know who the core is and you're five, six, seven years away. What, what you just talked about is, is, is money that is going to have to be come up with over the next three, four years. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's just an interesting dynamic of the whole thing as to how much, you know, in those conversations with Tom and, and Theo and Jed and uh, Crane Kenny, how much, you know, the projections of what they have to pay. And, and automatically, if you're signing 
Bryant, if you're signing Harper and Bryant is a Boris, uh, you know, uh, player Bryant. as well, mm-hmm. how much is he going to expect for Bryant? If Bryant is Bryant again over the next two years and he's the, the MVP caliber guy rather than the guy that was injured and not up to snuff last year, how much how much is it going to take for him uh, to, to sign, uh, sign uh, Harper? How, how about a Rizzo extension? If Baez uh, goes off and is the superstar that he was last year. So, you know, these are real things that fans have a lot of disdain for, and I understand that because it just takes away from the the fun of projecting those great ballplayers that have come along in the Cub organization. And you're, you're talking about doom and gloom of can we keep them or not. We're still three three years away from those situations being a reality. The um, Also, Manny Machado, by the way, was the first person into San Diego Padres camp this morning. First official day for Machado, and he's the first Padre into the locker room at 7.19 a.m. I thank Mike Oz from Yahoo Sports for that one. Uh, he f- forgot to report that there was a Brinks truck that followed uh, Manny right in. Yeah, uh, well, you know, they, they, they good, ponied good it up. for him, they, you they, know. Uh, uh, it's 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 going to be fun to watch, you know, the players association and the uh, the owners go up and back between. We have money, we won't spend money, we want your money. When ultimately, it's always the fans that are supporting both sides. Well, the big takeaway for me from this entire offseason is, yes, the market has changed. Yes, there is groupthink going around, and a lot of these deals don't make sense. But in the end, if you want a guy you're probably going to have to give them what they want. Machado wanted 300, he got it. Bryce and Boris wanted to beat Stanton's record, he got it. They both got what they wanted. And and they won. Those two guys won the game of chicken. But, you know, the interesting part is that third big contract where uh, Arenado said, you know what, um, I'm being offered $32 million a year for an extension, and I'm not waiting for free agency next year. I'm taking that money. That's a great deal. And I, I'm wondering down the line now, Matt, if we're going to see more of that happening where players are going to say, you know what, it's time for an extension now. Will we see Bryant do that? Will we see Baez do that? Will we see some of the great players yep. not wait until free agency to get that big money now? It's possible um, because, it, you know, Arenado, I thought maybe because of his youth, but, you know, he, he guaranteed it himself and he didn't have to go through what these guys went through and he wanted to stay. Um, but, you know, Brian is going to be 29. He's not going to get anything. He's not going to get what Harper got. It, it's it's going to be a little bit different. All right, 312-644-6767. We said we wanted to talk actual baseball and not the big issue and the offseason stuff, and then we talked the offseason stuff. So that's, that's, that's my fault, Bruce. It's all right there for us. But now we can move forward to take some calls and some texts and talk about news that's out there actively in camps, right? Absolutely. We have a lot of information for you here. Talk about the Dunning situation with the White Sox, some of the young pitchers there, the Cubs, and – some of the things that uh, their players are working on to get ready for the championship season. All here on Inside the Clubhouse every Saturday, 9-11-312-644-6767. As I said, text Matt at 670 We'll be right back on The Score. It's Inside the Clubhouse. I'm Matt Spiegel. He's Bruce Levine. Uh, let me read these two texts to you, Bruce, okay? Yep. Here's one. Uh, if you think that in the wake of the Harper signing that somehow we can just waltz right into discussing Dane Dunning, 
You're tone deaf. Should we just ignore Kenny's absurd uh, I comments? I can't hear you, Matt. Tone deaf, I think. I'm Should we just problem. ignore Kenny's absurd comments? Should we pretend we weren't told money wasn't going to be the stumbling block only to find out they got cute and missed by $50 million? Get, get the bleep out of here. That's one text. Here's the next one. I am so sick and tired of baseball shows like yours taking the first 20 minutes to talk about effing contracts. Baseball is happening. This is lazy journalism. So you've got angry people on okay. both on both sides. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? And man, you know, all the rage for KW and the White Sox has been expressed all week long by me on Thursday night. Yesterday I did an hour with McNeil and Parkins, but some people don't get a chance to hear those things or express it, and they're here on a Saturday morning still what, wanting to fume. Obviously, I missed your your bone of contention with Kenny, but uh, what? Where, where did you where did you go further uh, on Thursday? Oh, uh, well, Kenny's comments where he assumed that White Sox fans would be angrier about an inability to keep the core in a mythical right. core in six or seven years as opposed to uh, signing a d- definitely great player that everybody wanted and they told they were going to get right now. They, those those comments talk about tone deaf. Talk about telling fans what he thinks they should think when we know what the fans think. We've talked to them. Uh, for a couple of weeks now. It's not a place you want to go. It's just not a place you want to go. Uh, you know, especially when you're trying hard to to make the team better and to make it a more watchable product. Uh, you know, again, it's uh, I know how hard they worked on the Machado thing. I know how they they've expressed that they thought they've uh, that they missed, they failed, mm-hmm. and uh, they gave it their whole effort, but. It's it's just not going to be good enough for fans. They they don't they don't really care about that. All they care about is seeing that product on the field, and and I don't blame them. That's that's what they're looking for. They're not looking for excuses or hustle. They're looking for results. Yeah, uh, you know, I I think that uh, they were told that the organization wanted him, and the org really did want him. They genuinely did, and they tried and failed, and that's 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 the part that hurts. Well, they failed, but. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll analyze uh, how many great years they get out of Manny Machado and whether 10 years is the the right thing to do. I, I have my long doubts about Machado uh, keeping his focus for 10 years, San Diego Padres. But if he's great for six, then it's, uh, well, that, it's but worth you're, it. You're, but, Matt, you're not the one that's going to pay the last four years. You're not going to be the fan base that has to suffer through watching an a, a aging veteran mm-hmm. player around other team, other guys that they're rebuilding around at that point in time again. Well, well, uh, we're, talking about, we're talking about possibly two rebuilds down the road uh, in 10 to 12 years for any team. Yeah, I, I, look, you're, you're right that I'm not the guy who's going to pay him, but we know how the fan base feels. The fan base disagrees uh, very much that, that they shouldn't have gone well, to 10 I, years. Well, I know, but you, you ask the Angels fan base how they like uh, Albert Pujols running around on one leg over the last four or five years and how they have four more years of that to look forward but to. But, Bruce, he was 32 when he signed that deal. Oh, Fans don't it's care six about years. that. Oh no 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 yes I mean, they the, do. The age doesn't. Oh yes they the do. The age doesn't matter. Both of these guys. Oh yes, have they, had... oh, yes it does. No, well oh, if it's you a let me factor. finish, I'll tell you why. Okay, but I mean, twenty six and thirty two is a large difference. Age is one thing. Injuries are another. They both have had significant injuries already. Okay, so we're not talking about clean guys at twenty six. They both have had injury histories. Look at the games played for Bryce Harper. Okay. How many times has he played over 120 games in a season? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, he's, had, he's had little things. We're talking about Machado, though, now, who's got a well, tremendous work ethic. We're talking about both ethic. guys and, and, and the money you're going to get out of him. Machado mm-hmm. has played all the games. 
and that's great. But he has had a significant injury to a patella tendon that has limited his range that sends him back to third base. Uh, you know, again, you cannot project injuries. You cannot project attrition. You Especially, you want to try to project it for two or three years, I'm with you. You want to try to project it for 10, I am not. Yeah, no, I know, but this is the price of doing business. Okay. Unfortunately, well, again, it's like- easy for you to say and easy for you to project and easy for people to ignore four, five, or six years down the line when you're carrying the weight around of an Albert Pujols or Miguel Cabrera yeah. after they after they after their seasons of production are over with. Right. I, I, I got to tell you, though, every mention of Pujols and Cabrera is folly because these are 26-year-old guys in their prime, and it's just very different. Okay, well, then tell me the 10-year contracts that have worked out. Uh, Alex Rodriguez. How old was Alex Rodriguez when Tom Hicks signed him to that to that deal? And we all laughed at it, made fun of it, yeah, but he it lived up to it. worked out great. He might have had a little help. Uh, yeah, very, very possibly. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. But, uh, you That's know, one. this is what the guys wanted. If you, if, if you want these guys, you got to give them what they want. All right. You know, again, paying the price, not only from the owner's point of view, but from the fan base point of view down the end, watching these guys drag their tails around for four to five years at the end, mm-hmm. that's no fun. And you got to pay them, and it impacts the economics of rebuilding your club. The, uh, uh, you win a title or two in those first six years, then, okay. then, then we're, we're the not going to agree will. on this. No, we we just aren't. I mean, because it's very true. Ignore, ignore, ignoring the back end is ignoring the future of your franchise as well. Yeah, but ignoring the age is 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 is, is like is really demeaning, frankly. To yeah, to I, fans. I don't think so because again, we're talking about two guys that have had injuries already. All right, this is uh, Patrick in Delwood on six seventy. The score. Hello, Patrick. Hey, how you guys doing today? We're good. Uh, I got uh, one quick question, one quick thought about the White Sox and one about baseball. Girl. About the White Sox, I have no problem about them not signing. I'm on. Uh, maybe I'm on the other side of the fence about not signing Harper or Machado because I've bought into the rebuild. And when you listen to the White Sox talk about uh, at, at the Fox uh, Fest, they all raved about magical. And I would like that. And I always thought, that's okay, well, then we can move Mankata to third. We already signed uh, Anderson to a long-term deal short, uh, short and put Madrigal in second in a couple of years. I was fine with that. And then Eloy Jimenez. And then when you look at Baseball uh, America and the MLB pipeline, of the White Sox 11 top prospects, seven of them are outfielders. So I was like, well, I don't have no problem about signing Bryce Hopper either. I understand you, Patrick. You know, you're you're banking on and hoping that uh, that all the kids pan out, and if they all pan out, then yeah, you might not need it. Yohan uh, Moncada's looked looked really good this spring, right, Bruce? He has. You know, third base is something that's not actually new to him. He played that in the Red Sox organization before he eventually moved to second base full time. So uh, he's very comfortable over the, over there. And if you believe in the results of early spring training, and I don't necessarily, but it's a nice start. Uh, he's hitting the ball well. He he seems very well adjusted at thirds, made the plays so far. Again, uh, I, I don't read in a tremendous amount from from the first week of spring training. I, I think that you start really looking at a club and their players in a very hard way the last 10 days of spring training. But nonetheless, the signs are good. You know, he, he's relaxed. He's there. And Madrigal is the second baseman of the future right now. Sanchez will hold that down and, and do a very good job. That's his natural position over there, uh, more in the middle infield for for uh, for Yomer. So from, from that perspective, I think they're going to be a better defensive club 
uh, this year with the moves that they've made. This is Ed in Batavia on 670 The Score. Hello, Ed. You're on Inside the Clubhouse. Hi. How are you today? Good. Hey, I had, a, I had an idea for a ticket plan for the White Sox based on the Kenny Williams uh, idea on signing Machado. If they want $20 for a ticket, I'll offer them $15. Then if they win the World Series in five years, I'll pay them another $7. I like it. I like pay per performance. I like the uh, the other side of it where the fans have their own dynamic pricing. You like that, Matt? <laughs> it's, it's dynamic pricing. <laughs> like uh, I think – and, and this gentleman is is had it up to there. You can tell. Yeah, he is saying that uh, <laughs> your product's not worth much to me today. I will. I'll give you five bucks for it now, and I'll come out to the game because I'm a baseball fan and I'm a White Sox fan. And uh, you get me to the, the playoffs next year. I'll. Uh, I will. You ask for ten. I'll give you fifteen. Fair enough. <sighs> Doesn't work very well, but I it, it, I understand the frustration. When um when Chris Bryant is is twenty nine, and Anthony Rizzo is is thirty two, the Cubs will have to decide whether to step up and pay them. And that was reason not to go for Bryce Harper in the minds of ownership. No, I mean they're not going to. Why why do they have to wait till they're twenty nine or thirty two to pay him? Yeah. They don't have to wait on Bryant. Maybe it's as you point out. Maybe it's. Uh, it's more prudent to wait for Rizzo's contract to run out because it's so good. But he's meant so much to this franchise, both on and off the field. He is the Mr. Cub of this era. And, uh, you know, to, to pay him an extension of two or three years, not certainly, you know, seven or eight. I don't think you're going to do that because, yeah. as you point out, his age will be 32 when he is a free agent. Uh, yeah, age you know, makes a difference. But, but Brian, you know, why wouldn't you do it yesterday? Why wouldn't you start looking at, you know, going after him again uh, for a long-term contract, much like Arenado, if you're convinced he is that future superstar that's going to be very good for the next four or five years? Why not give him, uh, you know, a seven-year offer, much like an Arenado? Um, How could you necessarily differentiate the two? Maybe you want to see one more year, Bryant. I don't know. No, I think think they've offered, and I think they'll keep offering, but... Not this year, but in the past they have. Yeah, but Bryant is... uh... And, and and Bryant and Boris may be, you know, committed to getting to free agency and, and getting. No, uh, Bryant told me this week, he flat out, he's, yeah. he's willing to listen. I, and, I, I, I thought, oh, that's good. Um, well, you know, if, here's what's interesting. The Phillies know what they have in Bryce Harper. Um, Bruce, in the press release, did you see their press release this morning? They mentioned he's 26 all over the first three paragraphs of this thing. They talk about him winning the home run derby. And then this in the third paragraph, a multimedia star. Harper will serve as the face for Sony's MLB The Show. He has previously graced the covers of Sports Illustrated, ESPN, The Magazine, and Men's Health. And he's appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. That's not a normal baseball signing press release. No, they, it's not. And, and he is truly, and, and I believe this differentiates him from... Machado greatly. He is certainly a guy that uh, is more marketable than any player in baseball. Yep, and they're and, they're and, banking and, on that. And, and that is that is another argument for the other side that I took uh, the fact that Philadelphia will gain their money. Uh, Harper will gain their money throughout the first five six years to the tune of you know hundreds of millions of dollars in marketing right. uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies and for Harper, and that's. That's a huge part of this as well. That's probably maybe one of the main reasons why the 13-year deal, they go, 
you know, we'll, we'll get our hundreds of millions off the field as well, promoting the most marketable player in baseball. He's Bruce Levine out there in Arizona. I'm Matt Spiegel here in Chicago. We'll continue taking your phone calls and your texts on Inside the Clubhouse through on 264-6767. David Bodie, the Cubs, expected to join us at the top of the next hour. Keep it right here. Welcome back in on 670 The Score. It's inside the clubhouse. Matt Spiegel and Bruce Levine. Bruce, uh, at, at Cubs camp yesterday, Tyler Chatwood threw three innings and he didn't walk anybody. He's cured! He's cured! You know what? Uh, this guy is, can be an essential part of this uh, team and a, and a big asset to them if he can continue that, Matt. Uh, again, his second outing of the spring, they're stretching him out as a starter, as you, you would think, uh, knowing that, again, you have five starting pitchers uh, who are capable of winning anywhere from 10 to 20 games already in that rotation. And uh, Chetwood, who signed a three-year, $39 million deal in December of 2017, mm-hmm. uh, needs to build himself back up mentally, physically. It's a new delivery, Matt. Uh, it's, a, it's a quicker ball out of his hand. He's more in the no windup situation, not uh, you know moving his hands around as much, just uh, basically getting the ball, throwing the ball. His stuff has always been plenty good enough. Oh yeah, and uh, he is getting a lot of ground balls on sinkers here, not worrying about much else of, other than commanding the uh, the fastball right now, and it's been good. Command that fastball and then snap off that curve, and that's all you need. I mean, I totally understand why they gave him that money because the curveball, the spin rate is incredible, and the way the league has moved in terms of combating launch angle, he's got stuff that should equate to effectiveness. It just could not find the damn plate. But yesterday he did, so that's a good sign. He's, he's got to be, like, near perfect to even get a spot on the opening day active roster, doesn't he, Bruce? I mean, like it, it's an uphill climb for him. Well, what would I mean? What would you do with him if he's not on the roster? It, How would you handle it? I think you'd have to invent an injury, right? Invent an injury and give yeah, him. Yeah, I, I think you can do that in the NBA. I don't know if <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball Association will allow you to do it, but uh, he. My projection on him, Matt, is that he will be your ultimate long man uh, twice a week for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, your starter gets hurt. Your starter is inefficient. Uh, Chatwood comes in and pitches twice a week and can give you some length uh, initially. Now, if you're fortunate enough to go through an entire season without an injury or a downtime for your starting five, and the Cubs have as good and deep a starting five, five is anybody in baseball Mm -hmm. maybe not the sexiest and the best at the top but one through five you can make an argument that they have the most depth in their rotation in baseball uh if if somebody struggles there he can step in uh again two years left on this contract as you as you uh, pointed out you know there's a significant reason to believe he should be successful uh with his stuff and he he has really good stuff if you listen to uh to Joe Madden last year at nauseum, he talked about how great the stuff is. Mm-hmm. Okay, couldn't command it. You know, ninety-five walks led all the baseball in walks. He's averaged, you know, in his career, uh, you know, basically over seventy walks, which is high. But uh, you know, if you're if you're doing the rest of it and, and you're pitching six innings, it's going to be well worth the money. It, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in. 
you never have enough starting pitching. People have, t- have talk, talked about that for years and years and years, and it usually works its way out. But, um, again, uh, you know, he has looked really good so far, and it's, it's a nice start to see him relax. From the physical point of view, when you watch him now, you watch him interact in the clubhouse uh, with his teammates more. The pressure of that first year of coming to a championship-caliber team and expecting to live up to a long-term contract is not for everybody. We saw how Darvish struggled. We saw how uh, Lester struggled, albeit uh, he had an arm injury out of spring training that year. Um, This is not the easiest thing to do. We're still watching uh, Hayward trying to live up to a contract. So these are things that we're not necessarily used to in Chicago with masses of people trying to live up to contracts because we we did not have – the uh, the ability to watch teams that were competitive every single year uh, on either side of town forever. The bottom of the hour was brought to you by Subway. Order a sub directly from your sofa. Subway now delivers your favorite sub, salad, or signature wrap straight to your door. Go to Subway.com slash delivers to order with Uber Eats, Grubhub, DoorDash, or Postmates. Delivery available in selected areas. See Subway.com slash delivers for details. I want to talk about you, Darvish, with you later on, maybe next hour. We'll see, but the phone lines are full. This is Ron on the south side on the score. What's up, Ron? How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, you, you know what? One thing that is going to be really fun to watch, and I'm a Sox fan, but the National League Central and the National League East should be compelling, uh, good, fantastic baseball. Um, um, Matt, you talked about um, the, the nucleus. Certainly we don't know what the nucleus is, but uh, Luis Robert sure looks like he's going to be a key part. That's a Bruce. Again, I know it's early, so maybe you can comment on what uh, how he looks. And then also with Lucas, um, you know, um, we uh, he changed uh, work on changing um, his pitching delivery. So maybe just um, I don't know because you know last year there were times when he really looked pretty good, and he lost just uh, his command and control. So um, that's it. It's good talking just some you know some baseball, not getting away from the trade talk. Yeah, so, uh, thank you, Ron. We'll start with the latter part, Matt. Uh, and again, thanks, Ron. Uh, the uh, the balance issue was one for Giolito. So more north and south, he felt he was losing something with his arm, you know, going side to side on on the mound uh, more so. So he he is now, you know, bending the knee more, uh, trying to get a a delivery that is maximizing his pitches. And maybe he'll pick up uh, some MPH along the way. This is a guy that came into uh, professional baseball throwing 98 miles an hour when he was drafted by Washington. That's nowhere near that now, so... Uh, he's still honing his skills in, in other areas. With Robert, you're going to see an explosive player that can run the bases, score from first on a double. Um, he, he's going to be fun to watch. He has power. Uh, this is a guy that could come fast over this next year, Matt. If he can stay healthy in the minor leagues, you know, you might be projecting Lewis Robert next year with the White Sox. I absolutely love his skill set, and he just has – he has that that gorgeous athlete look, like Yasiel Puig did when he showed up. You know, right. it's like, oh my God, who's that guy? What is he? He could he could do anything. Um, and 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 I have a lot of hope for him. Um, I have more hope for him than anybody other than Eloy Jimenez in that entire system. Yeah, he's a pure athlete. There's no no question about it. And they gave him an awful lot of money, so they're expecting. Uh, you know, he's a very young guy. Maybe my projection's a little premature, but I don't think so. If he has a great year in the minor leagues and he looks like he's ready to, to show people who he's all about, I, I think the, 
there's a good chance in 2020 he's with the White Sox. A texter was asking who was the catcher for Tyler Chatwood yesterday when he had no walks in three innings. Good question. That was Victor Caratini. Right. Wilson Contreras has, uh, has taken steps forward in framing um, and has been working on it an awful lot, but interesting that that was Caratini with Chatwood helping him get control. Right. And, you know, from the, from the end of last year, the Cubs front office was talking about getting another starting catcher or another backup catcher, mm. and they really haven't pulled the trigger on it. I think maybe they will before uh, spring training is over with because they went, They talked about Caratini needing more at-bats, being uh, the player that he can play uh, multiple positions. They want to see him get some more experience other than sitting behind uh, uh, Contreras and getting – 30 games in all season. They feel that uh, that's a disservice to him. So maybe we will see the Cubs at another uh, backup catcher of some ilk before the spring training time is over with. This is Lisa in Rosemont on the score. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Thanks. Okay. First of all, um, I'm a Cubs fan, and I haven't really watched Manny Machado's career but after watching him in the World Series last year, I, I wasn't terribly impressed. Um, he had some plays where they were considered dirty plays and um, maybe not hustling where he should have and justified mm-hmm. that in an interview. Yep. Um, right. And I kind of feel like the White Sox may have dodged a bullet. Seeing, if, if I understand it correctly, the White Sox were offering performance-based um, contract to him in, um, in years in years seven and eight in, in, in years seven and eight uh the the performance-based stuff and the to, incentives to make it a 10-year contract yeah mm-hmm. um look if, if that's your sample of manny machado i totally understand and i thought he lowered his value uh by by what he did and the way that he talked about it i thought it and i said so at the time turns out there was somebody willing to give him 300 mil because of the greater body of work. He's played more games than anybody in baseball over the last three years. It, more it than anybody. Is, yeah, you know, it still is inter- and he's a he's an excellent player. Yes, no he one's going to take that away from him. Brilliant and, defensively at third. But, but uh-huh. there's a big but, and that is with Machado, again, I'll go back to my original premise when we started the show today. How many teams were actually in on Manny Machado? Ended up being like maybe four. The Yankees never yeah, got I mean, to where he wanted. Do you think there's 26 other teams in baseball? Uh, of those, how many uh, on a on an even scale without a 10 year deal would uh, would want a guy with of that caliber on their team? Or did he hurt himself with four or five viable teams because of the fact that there's no way they could get their head around the idea of a guy saying, "I'm not going to be." Johnny Hustle. Yeah, I, I think it was more that just there aren't enough owners in, in, in for the players who want it to happen and for some of the free front office who want to sign these guys who will come in and do what the Padres guy, Fowler, is his name Ron Fowler? Um, he's one of the owners. Yeah, he's one of the, I think he's, he's the, the guy who's been the voice uh, of stuff for the, for the most part over the past couple of weeks. But like, it, just as you said, Theo Epstein hoping that Tom Ricketts would come in and say, all right, fine, let's do it. Eventually, John Middleton of the Phillies stepped in. He went to Vegas himself to meet with Harper twice, and Ron Fowler of the Padres and, and those other guys stepped up and said, okay, we'll give you the 300. And, you know, all it takes is one. All it takes is one crazy owner. And yeah. we didn't think there were many of them left, and there aren't. But well, these guys know, again, found one. Again, finding the destination where you want to play and – the money that you're going to get, those are two different things. And I, I still 
I still will say forever that neither one of these players wanted to play where they ended up. 670, the score is where you are. He's Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. We'll take a break and come back, hopefully David Bodie in a few minutes, and more of your phone calls on both teams. Keep it right here on 670, the score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.